Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me, as you always are, here on a Tuesday, giving you a special edition, if you will. Uh, I know that a lot of people were looking forward to hearing explanations from Mike Bianco about the decision-making process. There was no post-game Zoom, so the opportunity wasn't there. And uh, he joined the radio show. He joined Richard Cross uh, more specifically yesterday and was asked about it. Um, you know, you can hate the way the questions are worded. You can hate the answers. But I think the the questions were asked, and he did answer them. And it's just up to you to decide whether or not you think that they are adequate. But this was uh, an interview a lot of people wanted to hear. And uh, I, I don't think that Ole Miss fans walked away with it with uh, the warm and fuzzies for one reason or another. So I'll give you a couple thoughts on that. Um, and also, obviously, play that interview for you where he explains, uh, he being Mike Bianco, the thought process, why he decided to uh, pinch in for Leatherwood and Bunt, and then whether or not he thought that they were going to walk Tim Elko and that whole process, and also pitching to a guy that already has four home runs on the weekend. um, That that is not something that he considered, and I I think that's the right answer there. but at least pitch around him or something. Either way, I mean that's that's all something that you can hear here in a second. Uh, but first, uh, the show is brought to you by ABS Advantage Business Systems in Jackson, Mississippi. But they do serve the entire state. Don't let the name Jackson fool you. Wherever you are in the state of Mississippi, they can service you. Uh, the priority is doing business with other Mississippi companies. In fact, uh, when you need a representative from them to help you out. Uh, You're talking to somebody from Mississippi. They don't outsource their call center to a different state or a different country. No, if you need help, uh, if you're using ABS, Advantage Business Systems, and you need help, if there's an issue, if there's a problem, if anything, you talk to somebody in your backyard. They provide office technology solutions for the entire state, like I said there. Copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping systems, IP phone systems, unified communications, document management cloud storage, data security, IT services like that. And like I said, local support for every solution that they offer. It's Mississippi people helping other Mississippi people. If you want to find out more uh, for um, complimentary office technology assessments to request an assessment or find more uh, out about about ABS, here's the number, 601-362-9192, 3629192 or visit absms.com. So a couple of things here. Um first of all, you are going to get an explanation. Uh it's one that I simply disagree with, especially uh when you decided to bunt uh, a lefty because the, you were seeing their lefty closer to eventually get to your nine hole hitting lefty, that kind of stuff. I just, but I talked about it on the last podcast. I don't need to rehash my thoughts on that. You guys know that I would not have taken the bat out, out of Leatherwood's hands, just like I 
would not have taken the bat out of McCants hands a few weeks ago when that did not work out. But I praised the decision then to let your good hitter hit in a big spot like that. I would have praised the same decision uh, on Sunday had it worked out or not worked out. But letting Leatherwood hit, in my opinion, was the right move for a lot of reasons. Um, I still agree with not pitching, at least not intentionally walking in a run. I'm okay with that. I I think that that's fine. Maybe pitch around him a little bit better, throw something low and away, maybe try to get him to chase, but you did have him down 0-2. So that one is far less controversial to me than the top of the eighth in the handling and then the explanation, Uh, especially when um, it was not expected that they would put Tim Elko on to get to Harris. Um, That feels like um, a mistake. (laughs) It doesn't feel like a mistake. That is a mistake. In hindsight, that that explanation just does not hold up. But let's hear it for yourself. I mean, I'll play it for you. That's the purpose of the podcast today. I'm, I'm not thinking you want to hear me. You want to hear Mike Bianco, and uh, you will hear just that. Coming up later this week, just a, a little teaser, I'm going to talk some transfer portal stuff. There's a few names in the portal that Ole Miss is in on. They could get maybe a name that's going to show up in the portal. Uh, we shall see. So some football stuff coming your way later on this week. A little recruiting action as things are about to open up. And also Arch Manning. There was a content item from, I think, 24-7 that came out about places that he's going to visit and Ole Miss wasn't listed. And I have a couple of people that were texting me wondering why uh, he's not visiting Ole Miss and stuff like that. And just, I promised you guys I wouldn't do Arch Manning content on this podcast until he was on the back half of his high school career. And that is approaching. So um, I, I guess I need to do that soon. but. He doesn't need to take an official visit to Ole Miss because his family has a house in Oxford. He's very familiar with the place. He'll be there plenty. I promise you that. Um, Has been and will be there plenty. Just wants to see other places too. So I wouldn't read too much into that at all. But here is that interview now. No more delay. Here's Mike Bianco uh, with Richard Cross yesterday explaining the rationale behind a couple of the decisions that were made in Sunday's loss to Texas A&M. He also provided uh, no update, really, uh, on on Gunnar Hoagland. He said we would know more in the next day or so. Um, the rumor, and I stress that it is a rumor out there, it's, uh, it's not good. Um, but that's all that is. So we will find out for sure soon enough. Um, anyway. So here's that interview now. No news on Hoagland. Um, either way, I highly doubt you see him this weekend, probably not next weekend either. And um, we'll go from there. And also the show is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue there in Oxford. Go by and see Greg. Tell him we sent you get one of his daily lunch specials as well. Those are Monday through Friday. Uh, don't be fooled by it being a meat market, having them cook for you. It is great stuff, man. Uh, they, they really know what they're doing there. And uh, get something for the weekend. The The weather this weekend is going to be beautiful in Oxford, so get something for the grill. And uh, get something to eat on your lunch break as well at LB's, just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Tell them that I sent you there. Now, finally, no more delays. Here's that interview 
between Richard and Mike Bianco yesterday. It also will end the podcast. I'll talk to you guys later this week. You'll have a good one. And here's that interview. Coach, uh, heard the post-game interview yesterday. Obviously disappointed after the way the uh, the series ended this weekend. With a little time to kind of think back on the weekend, uh, I, I'm sure the disappointment is still there, but what's kind of your takeaway from this past weekend? Oh, well, you're right. You know, uh, you know the, 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 the job is to win the weekend. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, it was a tough start, you know, Friday night, you know, where Gunner comes out of the first. And uh, I thought, you know, Derek did a terrific job, uh, uh, you know, throughout the game, you know, put up a bunch of zeros for us. And then uh, had uh, they, they started off the inning, I think, with the drag bunny, threw the ball away, got two outs, and then just couldn't get off the field and kind of been his nemesis. I think throughout the, uh, the year and, uh, they put a big five spot on. And, uh, but, you know, we, we were able to, uh, continue to fight, get it close. And then Prezel, you know, hits the second home run of the game and, uh, second of five. And, uh, so it was just, you know, a tough night for us to walk away from the field. And of course, you know, the next day is Doug Day. And, you know, of course, uh, uh, he's terrific and we swing it, uh, game three, uh, just, you know, gut wrenching. You know, where, you know, it's just in your grasp and you're, you're close, you're a pitch away for a couple of hitters, a couple of base on balls. And of course, Fazell hits the big grand slam, which, you know, I think a lot of our fans saw. So just, you know, just, uh, just a, just a tough weekend for us to swallow, I think. Going back to Friday, you mentioned Gunnar Hoagland only goes two-thirds, comes out of the game. Any information at this point that you can give us on, on kind of his status going forward? Not really. You know, he had a, an MRI this morning, uh, I guess late morning, uh, to be exact. And we should probably know more information in the next 24 to 48 hours. But, uh, you know, the rest would just be speculation. I mean, it's uh, one of those things. That's why you get to test to kind of find out where you are with it. Yeah. Going back to, to yesterday's game, people have obviously talked lots and lots and dissected and Monday morning quarterbacked, especially the seventh inning and the eighth inning. Um, but let's go to the, the bottom of the seventh where Frizzell hits the grand slam. Is there ever a situation where you're willing to walk a guy that's red hot, even if it means walking in a run when you've got the lead? Does that ever make sense for you? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that. Uh, so I, no, I don't think it really makes sense to me. Uh, you know, I, I you know, certainly you, the, the the whole thing was you just didn't want to get to that point. You just didn't want to get to Frizzell. You know, sometimes uh, it happens, but uh, you know, uh, you know, the the mistake was the two walks beforehand. Uh, you know, wind's blowing out about fifteen twenty miles an hour, and it's a you know it's a it's a scary time to pitch with the bases loaded to anybody, let alone a guy that's already got four home runs on the weekend. So, no, if if, if that's the question, uh, you know, and am I disappointed that I didn't you know walk the guy? No, not you know you know maybe a different pitch, maybe, but you know I think you know disappointed that we we put ourselves in that situation is probably the the best answer I can give you. And, and O2, I mean, it's a fastball, but it, that's something you do all the time, right? I mean, the, the elevated fastball that's up around the shoulders, you don't generally expect a guy to hit that pitch out of the ballpark. Well, yes, yes and no. Uh, one, you know, the truth is he hit five home runs and he hit it basically on five different pitches. He had a fastball away against Diamond for a home run, the walk-off home run on Friday. Uh, the second home run was a slider that uh, uh, was supposed to be in her third. 
Uh, he hit a changeup off of uh, McDaniel earlier in that day that missed a spot, but still a, ch- a different pitch, a changeup. Uh, he had hit another backdoor slider by Myers, you know, smoked the base hit earlier, you know, I think on Saturday. And I think a 2 0 or 2 1 fastball against Burton. So he got a lot of good swings off that weekend on a lot of different pitches. So uh, it was one of those, you know, we, we, just had to, you know, go after him at, at some point, and you know, we're hoping that, you know, with a 95, 96 mile an hour fastball, we we, we could beat him, and uh, obviously we didn't. And, and then, so so trailing six to five at that point, you go to the top of the eighth inning, and you get the first two guys on, and and that's something that you guys have done. You've responded a ton this year, even you know, coming from behind and and having dramatic endings. Get the first two guys on. Pinch hit for Leatherwood, who's who's been kind of hot through the weekend. Just kind of walk me through that sequence, kind of starting with where you pinch hit for Leatherwood and, and going through to, to Elko. Well, just, you know, he, here we are. You know, you're right. You know, Leatherwood's been really hot, but this is their closer, and he's an outstanding left-hander. And just thought, you know, we needed to get a run. We need the answer back right then. And Leatherwood being, I believe, if I'm remembering right, in the seven hole at this point. And so if we, if we are able to get the runners, you know, to, to second and third, all we need is a sack fly. All we need is a ground ball. Uh, we're not a bunt team. You know, we don't, we don't bunt much. Uh, but, but I knew we had the opportunity there, uh, with amazingly Ben Van Cleve, most people wouldn't think, but he's the best runner we got on the team. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, we decide to pinch bunt, you know, pinch, you know, pinch it, you know, and cleave and put a bunt down and, you know, everything was in order. They walk Elko. We, we pinch it for, for Kale, uh, just because there's, I think, more swing and miss in, in Kale than there, there's an Elko. Uh, I didn't think that they would, uh, you know, walk Elko. I thought, you know, they may try to pitch them because there's some swing and miss in him as well. Uh, but, you know, they put the bases loaded, which actually kind of set us up with Harris, who is a guy who doesn't strike out, you know, a guy that's going to put the ball in play somewhere. He hits the ball into the sixth hole and, you know, probably six more inches to the left. It's a base hit and we go ahead. And instead, the uh, shortstop makes a sensational play and they end up turning a double play by about six inches. So, um, you know, just got us, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's part of it. So, um, you know, could we have let Leatherwood swing? You know, it's part of the deal. It's always, I mean, I'm sure on your show, that's how it goes. When it doesn't go well, there's there's a lot of, hey, could you, should you have. And, uh, you know, obviously we thought, you know, this was a better situation for us. I was, I was trying to put myself in Rob Childress's head, and I, I'm curious your thought. Do you think he was walking that spot in the lineup, or do you think he was specifically walking Tim Elko? I mean, if, if you had gone Kale Harris there, do you think they still would have gone with that strategy, or you think that was specifically, this is Elko, we're not going to pitch to him? I, you know, I, it, it may have been Elko, maybe because he hit a home run, you know, the day before, and you know, uh, you know, there's not as much swing in this in Elko, uh, not as many strikeouts, and 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 surely you think that you know he's got a shot to hit a fly ball. Uh, and in that day, any fly ball, you know, had an opportunity to get out of the ballpark. I think the strategy, you know, says, well, you know, obviously walked and put the double play in order. Uh, but I think what, what it, what it does is if you don't turn a double play, even if you get a strike out of Harris, I think the scary thing for Childress is you have to face Gonzalez with the bases loaded. And, you know, that's what I, I didn't think he would do is, you know, I think he would take a chance, you know, and, uh, you know, go with a guy that's, you know, had four at bats and a torn ACL over the last, you know, month. 
you know, versus put a guy up that's been playing, all those numbers aren't great. He's a hard strikeout guy. And if you don't get a double play, you're going to have to face Gonzalez with the bases loaded. And uh, obviously, that decision worked for him. We talked last weekend about how cool the moment was when Tim Elko pinch hit, and obviously he just popped out to the second baseman. Take, take me through that moment where he hits a home run on Saturday with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Well, just, you know, you know, it's, it's a neat, neat moment and a neat moment for him. But I think, you know, as coaches and as players, you're excited for him and you're excited for the moment. But, you know, we've watched him up close the last couple of weeks. We've watched him in, you know, simulated games. We've watched him, uh, take batting practice every day like everybody else has. You know, he was ready and he's worked really hard, you know, for that moment. And, you know, I think the special thing for us, is you know that a kid has you know made it all the way back to that point and 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 we've watched the progress you know for the fans I get that it's a special moment and it should be and for all college baseball fans I mean what what a neat neat story uh, but we saw all the blood sweat and tears that you know Tim and you know Josh Porter have put in to get to that point and you know, I don't think it's a huge surprise for us that you know he was able to have success. But last thing, and, and I, I just curious, how do you hit with a torn ACL? Is, is he a freak genetically, or I mean, how, is, how does that work even? Well, I think it's a combination of things. I think one, yeah, a little bit of freakish in the sense that all the doctors said there's a chance, but none of them said it was a lock. And uh, uh, but the other thing is. You know, it's not, you, when you, it's more of a, a push from the backside. It's more of a, a thrust off the back leg. It, it's not a spin or a turn. You know, it's not like you're pivoting on that back foot, which a lot of people think you do. And, and so therefore, uh, you know, the, the hitting has come relatively, I don't want to say easy, but relatively smoothly. You know, not, you know, no pain. He's been able to, to handle that. The thing that's the tough thing, obviously, is the running. And so, you know, we're still trying to master that as he as he jokes a lot about midweek game pushed from tuesday to wednesday because of weather and then vanderbilt coming in this weekend mike always appreciate your time on these mondays we'll talk to you soon a super talk mississippi media production